And from uh, John chapter 15, verses 9 to 17. Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. And this is my command, love each other. This is the Gospel of the Lord. So loving God, we thank you for your word to us. We thank you for the Gospel of John, which has been teaching us over the last few weeks about what it means uh, to have a God who uh, lays down his life for the sheep. And help us this morning uh, to take in uh, what that means for our own lives and who we are in you. In Jesus' name, amen. So that text today um, perhaps is one that is um, quite familiar to you. No one has greater love than this, than he lays down his life for his friends. Um, And it follows the text that we did last week, which Pam preached about. The fact that Jesus is the vine and we are the branches. And that as such, we are to find ways... Um, day to day of living in deeper and deeper connection uh, with Jesus, so that kind of abiding in Jesus, so that we remain in Jesus. And uh, Pam mentioned ways to do this, very practical ways. You know, we have our small groups here at St. Michael's, a couple of those which people can join and you can explore together, um, <clears throat> the Bible and pray to Uh, pray with one another and for one another. Uh, We talked about the Church of England prayer book, Common Worship, which has morning prayer and evening prayer, and you can access that on an app or in real book form. Um, These are simple ways where perhaps we can continue and uh, deepen our friendship with God and become connected more deeply. And so I wonder what you think about that. Uh, what you think about more deeply connecting with Jesus, having Jesus at the heart of you and at the heart of all you do. It may be that you're thirsting for that, that you feel very strongly that, uh, that, that sort of sense of when you're really parched and You just want a glass of cold water. Or it may be that it scares you. Because 
there's a cost. Um, Or that you're just not sure you're ready to take that kind of step of faith. Perhaps you come to church most weeks or months, but actually kind of that idea of being connected with Jesus just feels a bit of a step too far. Um, And I want to say that perhaps you're right. Being a Christian uh, is really the most ridiculous of choices. It makes little sense in our world because being a Christian is about giving up your life. Being a Christian is more uh, than church. And yes, it is important for us to meet regularly as Christians, to worship God together and be encouraged in our life with God, uh, to pray together, to lift one another up, to walk alongside one another, especially when we're finding it difficult to walk independently. Um, life has its troubles. So church is is doing that. It is that. It is you taking responsibility for your faith, coming to worship God, which, as it says, is our duty and our joy. But actually, and hopefully significantly, this is the place on a Sunday where we come because it is a resource to us. It's resourcing us to live out our faith day to day, uh, wherever God has placed us in that day. And in our text this morning, it talks a lot about love. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I love you. Ah, it's nice. It's nice, isn't it? And, you know, I think we can all get on board with that. We are to love one another. That's, that seems okay. That seems like a reasonable thing for Jesus to ask us. I mean, you may look at the person across the room, across the table, and think, hmm, not sure about you. However, however, we know it's reasonable because that's what Christians do. We care. But then... And we often leave it there. We get, this is one of those texts of scripture where we have about three verses which we tend to pick out individually and put on a little magnet to stick on our fridge. Um, but actually, it comes with some quite challenging, um, you know, the thread through it is quite challenging. So he says, yes, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. But then he says... No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. So the command is to love one another, and to love is to lay down our lives. Okay. Well, perhaps that's okay, because, I mean, Jesus is talking about himself, obviously. Jesus lays down his life for his sheep, and as we've heard over the last few weeks, Jesus is the gate of the sheep pen, stopping the wolves and everything from coming in. Jesus is the good shepherd who fights the lions, 
um, and doesn't run away, lays down his life for us. This is just an extension of that conversation. Um, It's the lead up to Jesus placing himself in our place on the cross, taking our place. That's the greater love or the greatest love that he's talking about. So perhaps we're okay. But the thing is, the next thing that Jesus says, and it's, it's interesting, isn't it, how we read these texts over and over again, and we can sort of slightly strip out some of these things. He says, you are my friends if you do what I command you. And remember, the command is to love one another. And loving one another is laying down our lives. And then he says, I do not call you servants any longer, but I have called you friends. Thanks. (laughs) I think there's a bait and switch in there somewhere. It's like, you know, all this love, which is all wonderful, but love is laying down your life. And friends are those that love one another and lay down their life. And now I call you friends. Jesus changes the dynamic. We are Jesus' friends. Sometimes it's easier to think of God as the master and us as the servant because, you know, then we've got some rules to follow, but then maybe God will leave us alone. And we don't have to think about our day-to-day life with God. But actually, that isn't the Christian God. The Christian God calls us friends. And yes, it is more demanding than any taskmaster. And then Jesus hammers it home. He says, you did not choose me. But I chose you, and I appointed you to go and bear fruit. Jesus has chosen us as friends. And yes, this means that he lays down his life for us. But it also means that we are to lay down our lives for him. It goes both ways. It's nice when he's giving up his life for us, but what does it mean for us to give up our lives for Jesus? So I'd like you to talk to your neighbor for a minute, not not too long, and think about what we did with Jill. What will you be doing? Maybe not this time tomorrow, but what would your normal Monday look like? And what does it look like? Uh, to have that part of your life inhabited by Jesus? What do you need in those moments? What does laying down your life each day look like for you? So I'll just give you a minute now. Turn to your neighbor. That question. Thank you for sharing your stories with one another. Would a couple of people like to just share in the bigger group about what they... Uh, what they shared with their neighbours. You'd like to stick a hand up to share, Jeff. There we go. 
We were saying that if... Speak up. Sorry, if somebody was threatening your friend, would you stand between and stand in for them? Uh, okay. And would you? I'd like to think I would. You'd like to think you would. I, I mean, it's interesting that. And what about your day-to-day life? How does that... Does that impact... Yeah. To speak up for somebody. Yes. Yeah. Does anyone else want to share their what in their daily life? Thank you. Well, Anita and I were, were sort of talking about um, what we do and how it, how good it is that the things we do we can do with like-minded people. Like I come here on a Tuesday afternoon. Um, with a variety of people that turn up, but mostly like-minded, and um, um, they love Jesus like we do, yes. <laughs> like I do. Yes, yeah. There we go. Anyone else want to share? No. Okay. I think we can. Um, uh, we can have the sort of sense of this in the in the big and the small. So it feels very big um, to talk about uh, laying our lives down, but I think there's something about just being in the context of the ordinary things of our lives. So I think sometimes laying down my life for Jesus means simply in the morning when I wake up, offering. Uh, you know, some kind of intentional prayer, might call it a prayer, it might not be in actual words, but the intention of our spirit uh, that at the beginning of this day, I'm going to give it to Jesus, whatever that means, whatever's coming my way, and paying attention to God, you know, in the places where I am. And sometimes it might be very obvious, it might be, um, you know, speaking up for someone, who's finding themselves in a place where they can't speak for themselves. It might be in our workplace, sometimes we find we have to speak with an integrity that maybe others are not speaking with, and that will come at a cost. It may be that there's somebody in need in some way in your workplace, and that you can pray for them, either with them or, you know, just yourself. But also just living the things, the places where God has put us and the jobs that God has given us to do, um, doing those things well, knowing that we're in the place where God has put us, uh, so that to do those things with the best of our ability, that is to glorify God. Uh, because we're where God has put us, um, and we're being the people who God has made us to be. So back in the story, a few weeks ago, Jesus calls himself the sheep gate, uh, the shepherd, calls himself a vine. And in all of that, he says a couple of other things. He says that he has the power to lay down his life and to take it up again. And he says that he has come to give us life in abundance. Life with Jesus does cost us everything. 
It's not a kind of half-hearted deal. Um, It's a whole life given. But it flips. It flips. Because in doing that, we gain our lives more fully than we could ever without Jesus. So I do encourage you this morning, if you're not sure what any of this means, or if you're not sure what it means for you, then speak to me, or speak to your neighbor, speak to someone um, next to you who who knows um, what it means to live a life laid down. So, loving God, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the story of love, which is radical, which is not uh, Hollywood, um, which is not doesn't disappear uh, when the going gets tough, but a love which offers itself completely. Help us to follow in those footsteps, to be courageous, to love one another in those ways, but to also live a life laid down to Jesus. We thank you for our friendships here. Help us uh, to love radically. We pray these things. In the name of Jesus who loves us. Amen.